Hey, what's going on? This is the Educated Guest Podcast, and I'm Justin, your host. Hey, if this is your first time listening, then thank you for taking the time to join in in this movement. Most people who tune in regularly are artists and designers who are seeking a transformational style of education. So if you're someone currently looking to start a studio or you're pursuing a career as a full-time artist or just trying to get the job of your dreams, then you are in the right place. The good news is that there is some method to the madness. We're not just randomly talking about things. We have three episode types, which includes our well-known series of dialogues entitled Well Read. Our three segments collectively answer questions regarding personal development, professional practice, and artistic inspiration. And as you might have heard, our current summer lecture series is brought to you in part by Salonier, a brand new trend and philosophy platform by the design studio Bodega. Let's face it, you know, if you've been in business a while, then you know how strange it feels to talk to clients and partners about trends. You know, most people just avoid the conversation altogether, you know, because they have no way of defending or standing up for any creative decision they make. As you know, this frustration alone can cost you clients, retainers, referrals, and the list kind of goes on. So that said, how would you feel if I told you that you could access the exact research methods, frameworks, and insights used to help clients like Nike, High Stability, and Business of Fashion think through their strategy. This is what Salonier is all about. The fact is that marketing and brand directors pay loads of cash every year for these same insights and Salonier is making them available to you for just a fraction of the price. Good news is that just for educated guest listeners, Salonier is offering a special discount code. So if this sounds like something you need, then just head to salonierpaper.com and enter the promo code Educated guest 20 to receive 20% off your subscription. Again, that's salonierpaper.com and enter the promo code Educated guest 20 to receive 20% off your subscription. Now, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. Um, today, I want to talk about pain. Um, this comes in many forms. And as you know, it's part of the Learning to Live lecture series. There was a lot of conversation and putting this thing together about what does an integrated life of an artist look like? Not just today, but for the foreseeable future. You know, most people listening might be in their 20s. You know, you might be in your 30s. You might be in your 40s. I have friends, mentors, and sometimes mentees who are younger, same age, and older than me, all switching all between those three different categories. So what I was saying is that learning to live is about learning to envision a future for yourself without the aid of others. And when I say aid of others, I'm mentioning specifically the pattern that we felt was the norm and having the next four years of our life automatically planned for us. Whether you're going through middle school, through high school, through college, you always had roughly 12 years planned out for you. If you think about that, all that you sort of got out of those 12 years, and sure you have memories, experiences, those sorts of things, but all that 12 year lead up was to get a degree just to go get another degree. And then just in case that degree wasn't enough, you need to get, get another degree. So imagine if, you know, you place that same type of energy focus and um, strategic thinking and strategic thought into your own visions, what could come out of that? Probably something more than a piece of paper. And 
I know it might sound high and mighty to those who, you know, I might sound like I'm on my high horse because I'm somebody who's been in all those places and have gotten those degrees. And I want to be very clear that I think higher education is extremely important. I think that it has its merits depending on where you are. I think that it has its merits depending on what you're into, what you're interested in. Um, I think it's important to understand what you're getting into when you go into it. And I really encourage most people to do it. I think there's a certain value in getting that experience in a certain environment. Um, So that said, uh, let's go and get into it today. I know brief little sidebar there, but the power of pain. And I want to start with a quote from one of my favorite authors, one of my favorite thought leaders, um, and I consider him to be a spiritual guide, guy by the name of uh, Joseph Campbell. And most people know Joseph Campbell from the hero's journey, right? The inspiration behind Star Wars, Harry Potter, the framework that a lot of filmmakers leverage to create some of the stories we know and love. And the, the quote goes like this, in quote, the demon that you can swallow gives you its power and the greater life's pain, the greater life's reply, end quote. So if you're anything like me, when you first heard that and you heard me utter and you heard me read it, you're like, wow, dang, that's, that's heavy. And that weight, that heaviness that you felt, there's something to that. I like to think of heaviness and weight as a truth that is meant for us to carry and meant for us to throw, a lot like shot put. So what, is, what, is, what do we do with this pain? You know, if demons are meant to be swallowed and the power in our demons gives us an equal and opposite reaction that can be positive for us, what are the causers of this, these demons? What are the causers of pain? And how do we move out of this? Um, I want to start with three specific causes. Um, I want to perhaps two with a hint of, th- of a third. But the first is uncertainty. And if, if you've been following along in these independent lectures, most of these are not about art at all. And I've talked plenty about art. I've talked plenty about design. You will get more of that information soon. But I felt it very necessary to talk and very relevant to talk specifically about life's purpose and talk specifically about growth as an individual. Because I've realized over the years, very recently, in fact, that you can get this, all the skill set and all the knowledge and all the, you know, all the information thrown at you, but without the ability to analyze and compartmentalize and apply that knowledge, you're, it's useless. It's absolutely useless. So let's step into uncertainty for a second. Uncertainty is the ability to say, I'm absolutely cool with the fact that I have no idea what's going on and still pursue anyway. More importantly, more importantly, I have no idea what's going to happen and still pursue anyway. Right? Like I've mentioned before the allegory of the cave, so I won't go into detail about that. But if you're curious, just go Google um, the allegory of the cave and you'll be able to understand what that means in context of this. But when we're uncertain about something, right? Like when we're unclear, it's a, it's a test of our faith and it's a test of our courage. You know, when you're, when you're unable to step outside because somebody else, someone else told you all the things that are going to happen, all the shadows that are too big to conquer, right? The shadow of yourself that'll swallow you. These are all things that are, of course, worth noting. 
but not worth allowing them to be an impediment, allowing them to be a blockade. So how does this come into practice in your life, right? Like when you're thinking about pain, I'm not talking about the pain of the unexpected. I'm talking about the expected pain that will happen when you make a change in your life. When you decide that you want to be a poet or you decide that you want to be a filmmaker or you decide that you want to take your your project seriously, whatever that may be, take your practice seriously, there's going to be inevitable pain that everybody talks about. So if you go back to school, if you go back to school and you decide that, you know what, I've been out of school for 10 years and it's time to go back. I want to level up on this skill set. And I can't think of any other specific um, time where I'm going to be able to do this and it'll be uh, in flow with my life. Well, some of the pains are going to be very readily apparent very quickly. There's going to be a pain of them telling you things you already know. Anytime you go back to school or formal education or anything formal, they're going to be assuming that you don't know certain things or they're going to assume that you do know certain things and you're going to skip past something. You're going to wonder why they skipped past it and they, you wish they would have told you or somebody will let you know what's going on or they're going to be moving too slow and you're going to have to wait on them. Both of those are very common pains when you make a very serious life change. But more commonly, the pain that people are talking about is this pain of uncertainty, Right? I can tell you wholeheartedly that I know absolutely what it feels like to not be worried at all about how rent is going to be paid 12 months from now. I know what that feels like. A lot of you listening know what that feels like because you have been working at your full-time job for at least four years and you know that you could stay another at least two or three years because you've been doing the job that's been asked, asked of you You've checked all, you've done all your checks and balances to figure out if this role is going to be relevant in three to five, and you could just ride it out. And a lot of people are riding it out right now. And on the flip side, I can also tell you that I know exactly what it feels like to not know how rent is going to be paid next month. And I know exactly what it feels like to know how rent's going to be paid, even though nobody else is paying me. Like no job is paying me. So I've been in all three scenarios where you're looking at your bank account or you're looking at your you know, Instagram feed or you're looking at your email newsletter, you're looking at your emails, you're looking at your phone book, you're looking at whatever, and you're in the middle of the moment. You are out at sea. You are Jonah with the whale. And you are about to be swallowed. You are currently being swallowed. And the, the, the importance of these, uh, the reason why Joseph Campbell is one of my favorite um, thought leaders, you know, rest in peace to him, is because he's able to separate the symbol for the actuator or the symbol, the signal from the noise, so to speak. And when I think about the symbol, I think about you know, these representations that we see, whether it be fame, whether it be money, whether it be you know, religious symbols, whether it be, you know, brand names, these sorts of symbols that we occupy around our life to have meaning, yet the meaning that we're looking for is something invisible. So it's not until you allow yourself to be swallowed by that thing that you covet the most and surrender into it that you can really step into where you want to be. So that's why I bring up the example of Jonah and the whale, because it's about him being swallowed by the whale. And 
when I think about this idea of uncertainty, people are trying to fight against the current, right? Like common meditative practices talk a lot about the metaphor of the stream and the current and the onlooker. And if you envision your uncertainty, if you envision all those thoughts of uncertainty about, ah, man, like my email list ain't growing, like how am I ever going to get a new client? Or, ah, man, like I don't even know what I'm going to do for rent next month. Or, ah, man, like I know exactly what I'm going to do for rent for the next 12 months, but I don't like what I have to do in order to know what I'm going to do about that. Like a lot of these common thoughts that people are having in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and by the time I guess you reach your 50s, 60s, at least what I've seen from my, you know, mentors, from family members, those sorts of things, you just don't even care what anybody's thinking. You're just mad that you cared. So you mad. Most people I meet, they're 50 or 60 or 70. The one thing that they're probably most angry about is how much time they spent worrying about what everybody else was thinking about them. And it's like, man, I just shouldn't have wasted any of that time because they weren't thinking about me anyway. And as we think about this idea of uncertainty, we'll hop off of this topic in just a second. Topic number one is really just about uncertainty and its relation to pain. I encourage you to focus on that problem. Focus on that uncertainty. Lean into it. Be swallowed by it. Be in, in, uh, enamored with it. Make friends with the uncertainty. Rest in it. Surrender to it. And that doesn't mean not do anything. That doesn't mean go play 2K. That doesn't mean go play FIFA. That doesn't mean you know go outside and you start drinking and just act like the bills are going to get paid. That means recognize the power of compound interest. Recognize that the fruits that you're reaping today, the, 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 what you're able to sow today were based on seeds that you planted six months ago. So it's time. it sounds like it's time to get back to gardening. It sounds like it's time to go write a verse. It sounds like it's time to go make a beat. It sounds like it's time to go get, get your journal right to go record a video, to go work on some ge- geometric shapes, to go take a tutorial, to go you know, work on your drawing skills, do one poster a day, two posters a day, take on a free pro bono client. Like These are the things, do an do a, do a audit, make sure you can point out problems accurately with people who have you know, existing businesses, who would even have the money to pay you to do what you say you can do. So these are the things that it sounds like it's time to lean into the uncertainty and recognize that the way to overcome uncertainty and the pain of uncertainty is to recognize the power of compound interest. The compound interest of your dollar, the compound interest of your time, the compound interest of your relationships, the compound interest of your health, the compound interest of your productivity, the compound interest of your wisdom. Like These things do compound and compound. And if you're doing things in a negative way, if you're making negative deposits, if you're withdrawing things from your comp, from your from your bank of wealth, from your bank of wisdom, from your bank of productivity, I know when I'm losing brain cells. I know when I'm in an Instagram hole for for literally 55 minutes on my explore page, watching random videos about people dunking on five different people from across the parking lot on House of Highlights. I love House of Highlights. It's great. But I also know that is not doing anything for my rent being paid. That's not doing anything for the future vision casting that I'm having. That's not doing anything for the vacation I'm trying to take my family on in five years. That's not doing anything for the shape I'm trying to be in when I'm 38 years old and I still want to compete in certain sports. That's not helping me. It's helpful for the time being. It's a helpful distraction. 
but it's not doing anything for me when I'm for where I'm trying to go. You got to be honest with yourself about that. So again, causers of the pain, number one is uncertainty. Now, number two, and this, uh, I mentioned that I would do two, maybe three, but let's just stick with two. Just keep it simple for today. Number two is about scripting. So when I'm talking about the power of pain, and if you remember the quote from Joseph Campbell, he talks about the demon that you can swallow gives you its power. So it means that you're able to either be, first, this is my belief, that you must be swallowed by the pain before you can swallow the pain. You must be cloaked in it before you can cloak yourself in something bigger than it. Right? So I really, really do believe that your confidence comes from keeping promises to yourself. This is where I'm talking about scripting. This is the second and final point. Your confidence comes from keeping promises to yourself. And I had to learn this the hard way, quite frankly. You know, there were times in my life where I would just be mad at everything and everybody, thinking that everything and everybody else was the problem for why I wasn't where I wanted to be. This is most people in there, you know, I would say everybody has a season in life. And it just like seasons of nature, there are seasons in life. They come and go. There's confident seasons, there's you know, anxious seasons, there are uncertain seasons. But recognizing the beauty in all seasons is, is, is powerful. So there was a season and there will be another season, I'm sure. It might just not be as long. Seasons might rotate faster. But there was a season and there have been many seasons in my life where I just blamed everything else on everybody else. Oh man, why am I not here? Well, you know, so such and such, and this, that, and third got me too busy. Oh man, this, that, and third got me over here. I'm over here doing this, and I got to go to this meeting. Y'all don't understand. I got seven meetings today. Y'all don't understand how much I'm working on this to do this. And it's like, don't, don't nobody care. Nobody cares about that. No one cares about how many decisions you made that were counter, that were incongruent with where you say you want to be. All they hear is you saying where you want to be and you not being there and you being mad at the world about it. That's all people see. People can tell very clearly when someone's incongruent with their, when someone is congruent with their belief system, is acting in congruence with their value system, with their goals. And when someone is very clearly incongruent with any of that, people can always tell. I can tell. You can tell. You can tell about yourself before anybody else can tell. So your confidence remains from your ability to figure things out and your confidence arrives from your ability to keep small promises to yourself. So a small promise can be something as simple as, I'm going to go to the gym. Not once, every now and then, but I'm never going to miss more than two days in a row of doing of breaking a sweat. Simple. That can be going for a run, that can be this, but I'm never going to go two days in a row without breaking a sweat. Because then I've built a habit of me saying that it's okay to never break a sweat. As primal creatures, we're meant to break sweat. We're meant to be outside. We're meant to experience nature. We're meant to you know, deal with our, our, our wiring, our psychological wiring. Our DNA is wired ev- from evolution to deal with nature. So all things that we're dealing with right now are just evolutionary tendencies from 
things we dealt with in our primal stages, in the primalcy of humanity. So as we start thinking about why, why am I mad? Why am I this? Why am I that? Why am I that? Let's start with the fact that you haven't broken a sweat in seven days. And I don't mean like a nervous sweat, like cold sweats because you're nervous about something or whatever. But I mean like, when's the last time you were breathing hard? When's the last time your heart rate was high? When's the last time your heart rate was high because you wanted it to be high? Not because somebody else did something that made your blood pressure go up. That means you wanted it to be high. And as creators, as artists, as designers, as these things, people don't talk about this. People, don't t- people act like it's too cool to be healthy. People act like they're too cool to be well. People act like they're too cool to be mentally aware, to be self-aware, to do things, to have a routine. People be act like this is not cool. But I'll tell you what the coolest thing is to keep the promises to yourself. The coolest people in the world, in my world, in your world, that you know of, always keep a promise to themselves. And when they break those promises, they bounce back quickly. So you want to talk about scripting. You want to talk about what your life is going to be like in the future. You want to talk about setting a vision for your three, five, seven, 10, 15 year self. Because in 15 years, God willing, I'll be 42 years old. In 15 years, I will be 42 years old, God willing. 15 years is not a long time. If you think about anything that's happened in your life, It took 15 years. You took about three years just trying to figure out how to do it. You took about another three years just trying to figure out who you're going to do it with. And then you took the next three years trying to let everybody know that how you're doing it, you're doing it the way you're doing it. And in the last three years or five, three to five, you're telling people what you're going to do next. That's the full 15 years right there. So it sounds like either you're going to do one or two things. You're going to compress that time and say, oh, man, 15 years is no time. I got to get right. I gotta. If I'm gonna be in the league before I'm 42, I need to get a trainer yesterday, <laughs> right? Like if you're gonna make the league and you're 26, 28, whatever, and the league is different for everybody. The league age range for all these different sports, creativity is a sport. It's the sport of it's the sport of self awareness, in my opinion. So if you're gonna get in the league of whatever sport you're trying to pursue. You're going to be that architect, if you're going to be that designer, if you're going to be that artist, you're going to be that studio owner, if you're going to have employees, you're going to run a business, if you're going to start a brand, like whatever it's going to be, like you need to get started yesterday because it's going to take at least five to 10 just to get it going, just to really get it going and let people know you're doing it, how you're doing it. And then it's going to take at least 15 before people even recognize that you've been doing it, how you're doing it. And then after that, then you got to figure out what you're going to do next. And that's why I say use the four-point system setting goals so you don't feel constrained to only define yourself by what you're able to produce. Production is just one facet of your goal setting. Things are going to get produced whether you choose to produce them or somebody else wants you to produce them for them, produce it for them. So it's best to get it right on your own on your own time. So that's all I got for today. The last thing I'll leave you with, one more thing, is a quote again from Joseph Campbell and quote follow your bliss and doors will open where there were no doors before end quote follow your bliss and doors will open where there were no doors before remember that hope that helps hope this finds you well and hope you find what's meant to find you till next time peace peace